With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We welcome in Brian Billick. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Good afternoon, Mike. All right, let's start. The Giants are in trouble going down to take on the Eagles. What's your thought? Well, yeah, you, you sized up with the right the caller just previous. It was You just got to play better. I mean, it, that sounds awful simplistic. Uh, obviously, it begins with the offensive line. You're going to have to get some, That's the only way you're going to get confidence if you can protect Eli. I don't know what other dramatic changes can be made. You know, you wonder if they can, I mean, how long you go with the left tackle? I mean, you, you know, is he the best you have? Do you give someone else a chance? Do you decide the, you know, they, they, they've had to move the left guard to, le- to right tackle? I mean, uh, you know, he's a number one pick, but how long do you go? How deep can your patience run for a guy who got run over as he did on uh, Monday night? Yeah, they know better what's behind them than, than we do. Yep. So if, if they thought a change would make a difference, they would do it. So obviously this is as good as you're going to get. Uh, there's no one you're going to pick up uh, out in free agency or out on the street. So schematically, if you you got to do those things. You don't want to do it, but if you got to keep the tight end in, the backs in, uh, and you got to run the ball better. And uh, there is no formula for that. You either do or you don't. You get more physical. You've got a good enough defense that you should have the opportunity to keep the games close enough to run the ball. And right now, they're just not showing any physicality. None at all. Um, the Lions win that game. They're two and zero. They go home, and they get the Falcons. Now, the Falcons come off a game against the Packers, which is a big game, and maybe maybe they take the Lions a little lightly. This is a big spot for the Lions here. They ever win this game and open up with wins against Atlanta, the Giants, and Arizona. Uh, they're often flying. It's the only battle of 2-0 and teams this week. Uh, you give Detroit a shot against the, uh, or at least a worthy shot against the Falcons this week. Yeah, I mean, I think they're running the ball, more committed to the run. Uh, they're not, they don't, at least all but with two games, they're not on a path to have Matthew Stafford with 700 throws like he's done in this league before. Uh, also, Atlanta was out without Vic Beasley. Uh, you got to get pressure on Matthew Stafford. He's pretty good about sloughing that off and making some big plays without Vic Beasley. Yeah, I think uh, Detroit's got a chance to move the ball a little bit. The challenge is can you slow down this Atlanta offense because they, they just look overpowering right now. No, they look like the best team, and uh, you know you wondered if the you wondered if the Super Bowl would be a an obstacle, whether it would hold them back. They should have won the Super Bowl last year. They didn't, but right now they look like they're the best team. I mean, and if if that fuels them, they could have a very big year. They're 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 going to be very hard to beat in their building with their speed, and and their their offense is hard to stop. Nobody comes close to slowing down that offense. They just got too many weapons. Matt Ryan's right on that edge of being truly elite quarterback. Julio Jones is so dominant. Sanu and those two backs. We haven't even seen those two backs crank up the way we know they can. Not just in the running game, but in the passing game as well. So there's still more out there ahead of them. Uh, and so you're exactly right. And and starting out the way they have, they they've shook off. The, it appears to be the the lingering from the the uh, Super Bowl. Now we'll get in the playoffs, and if they get to a Super Bowl, they're going to hear it. Until they win a Super Bowl, so they're just—they seem to understand that and used to it. All right, AFC West um, Raiders two and zero 
got an impressive win in, in Tennessee. Kansas City 2-0 got the big win in New England. Uh, Denver 2-0, big win against the Cowboys. All impressive. All look good. Right now, which team's the, the head of the pack in that uh, three-way tie at the top? Yeah, wow. And we could see three teams coming out of the AFC West to, to go to the playoffs this year. Um, I still, I mean, Kansas City's got to be, you know, what they did against New England until they falter or show that they indeed can't stay consistently putting the ball down the field, you got to kind of go with Kansas City. But I tell you what, Oakland, uh, they've really got it cranked up with Derek Carr. Marshawn Lynch is adding a demel- uh, an element with them to go with Crabtree and Cooper. The defense is playing better. And you have to be impressed with Denver. I mean, Denver leads the league in rushing. Who'd have thought that? If they can maintain that to go with that defense, yeah, th- these three teams are all going to be viable Super Bowl contenders. Lead the league in l- rushing, and their quarterback is tied for the lead for touchdown passes. Well, and that, that goes hand-in-hand. Hand. You play defense and run the ball the way they're running, but now they're going to keep Trevor Simeon to that 20 and 30 pitch count. They keep hit him 30 and under. They're pretty successful. Over 30, that's when they're, uh, they've are they been vulnerable. And they, that was a very impressive – that was kind of an eye-opening win because they just completely did something we hadn't seen anybody do last year uh, except maybe the Giant one time, and that was they really shut down the, the Dallas running game. Yeah, and I, I thought they were going to have to really commit a lot more people to the line of scrimmage because Denver is a little undersized defensively. They did it with a standard box. That, that's what amazed me. Uh, it was shocking that, that Dallas couldn't knock them off the ball one-on-one. They didn't outnumber them. They just out-physical. They did a very yeah, wonderful, really almost a perfect game for Denver. Ran the ball for 180 yards. I mean, every part of their game was right there. The things you didn't think they could do, they did well. And the Raiders, you know, they add Lynch inside, and you know how good the interior of their line is. They're explosiveness outside. Their quarterback was very accurate. That's a very good Raider offense. I just wonder about the rest of the Raider team. Their, their dumb penalties, their, you know, they almost let other teams hang around. They almost let, they have a propensity to almost take the game to a, to a, to a little bit of a dangerous level where they, they just seem to flirt with the game a little too much. Yeah, well, they're the Raiders, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what the Raiders do. Yeah. Jack Del Rio will do, you know, get that under control as best he can. Yeah, you do walk that fine line and play in that freestyle, Lynch on the sideline, dance, and that's all good until you get come and get punched in the mouth, and now all of a sudden those penalties cost you a game. Uh, you know, it's the pre- and post-snap. During this, you know, uh, holding, pass interference, that, that kind of stuff, that's going to happen. You coach it as best you can. It's the pre- and post-snaps. Uh, penalties that drive you nuts as a coach. Talking with Brian Billick, your old team is playing good defense right now. Uh, very good. Where's the offense right now for the Ravens? Well, they, they, they're as good as they have to be. Now, they, they haven't been really tested yet, and I don't know that they will this week in London against Jacksonville, but next two weeks they play uh, Pittsburgh, and then they go on the road to play those Oakland Raiders we just talked about. So I think we're going to know more about the Ravens and how legitimate they are. There's no question the defense is legitimate. Make no mistake. They're running the ball well right now. We'll see if they can maintain that. Flacco hasn't had to do much down the field. I think he's second in the league in terms of throws of less than 10 yards. But that's all they needed to do. We're in a couple weeks. We're going to find out if that's enough. And Flacco, we know he can do. I mean, he can he can get the ball down the field when he has to. We know he's got the ability to do it. And he's got some guys to do it with Perriman and Wallace. And uh, uh, obviously, uh, they can get those big plays down the field. Consistency. Those guys are capable from from drops, obviously. Uh, Macklin has added a whole other element to it. Uh, they don't really have presence at the tight end. So they've got a vertical presence to go. If you have to stop the run by adding the extra guy in the box, they have the people outside that can hurt you. 
Uh, we're talking with Brian Billick. We're two weeks in. Uh, how many weeks before you think teams have declared themselves? I mean, what? How many weeks in? Uh, four games, five games. When does it, when do you think you that you can get a shape? I mean, uh, where you feel like you know a team? Is it four weeks? Is it six weeks? What do you think is a, a fair time to kind of stop wondering about who the good teams are? Yeah, tell me, tell me who they've played. And like we said, Baltimore. We're going to know after week four and five when they'll play Pittsburgh and, and uh, Oakland. Same thing with Pittsburgh. That game with, uh, with Baltimore is going to be very, really, you know, it's going to be telling for them. We're going to find out about Detroit, uh, like you said, this week against uh, uh, Atlanta. So, you know, yeah, at, at some point that week four, week five, you've played one or two really good teams to know exactly where you're at. You could be facing, uh, chasing some false promises with just two games. But, uh, yeah, by the time you get to week four or five, you've played somebody to substantially – uh, establish who you are. Do you think 0-2 teams that can play, forget the bad teams, forget, you know, Indianapolis without luck, forget the the Browns, forget the Jets, 0-2 teams that have some ability, like the Bengals, who should be far better than they are, or the Giants, where they are, do you think the 0-2 team, if you're coaching against them, do you expect that effort because they're desperate? Do you expect them to be more dangerous because they're desperate or would you rather play a team that's reeling at 0-2? They're more dangerous only if your team underestimates them and buys into that 0-2 start. That That's when it gets dangerous. We'll find out. This is a huge game for New York. This is going to be huge. They've struggled against Philadelphia. They can beat Philadelphia. Everything kind of gets right. But if they lose, for whatever the reason, then all the things we've been talking about and McAdoo saying, well, maybe the play calling and this, that, and the other, this all just get in of all places but New York gets really blown up to the point where now at 0-3, the difference between 0-2 and 0-3 is, is huge. Oh, it really is. Because you you can't go 0-4. I mean, if you go, Giants have a tough schedule. You go 0-4, you got to win 10 out of 12 to get to the playoffs. It's just too hard. Yeah, you put it in those numbers, you're exactly right. It's just, yeah, in a tough division. And so uh, of all the games this weekend, this is the one that I think most people are waiting to see. You talk about defining for you how good you can be or not be. This is one of those definition games. Interesting. Interesting. And it's not a great week of games. So, I mean, that, that'll that no. be an interesting one. It really is. There aren't a lot of good games this week. Uh, you, you got Dallas and Arizona. I mean, I don't know what to make Arizona. Is Arizona just old now? Uh, or is it just that Carson Palmer's got to play better and they're still good? I can't figure out if Arizona, they came back and won a game last week. They lost a the game they could have won in week one. They won a game in Indianapolis coming from behind in week two. I'm not sure if they're still a good team anymore. Well, you isolated it. It's with Carson Palmer. Where's Carson Palmer? Is he too old? Has he reached that point where he's gone over the precipice now and is just going to struggle? If he does, they're done. If he, if he indeed, this has just been the aberration and he gets back into his groove. Yeah, Arizona can be the team we thought they were a couple years ago. But if not, losing David Johnson hurt. Uh, and that's going to be a big difference. Defense seems to be okay. Uh, but yeah, they're one that uh, really you just got to, the, 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 ups and downs in Carson Palmer. It's got to solidify itself. All right, Coach, we'll chat next week. Thanks very much. Appreciate it.